Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday. We are going to be talking about all things business, so let's get down to business. Today, I really just wanted to talk to you about um, these two subjects that are so important when it comes to um, building a business, planning a business, all the way from the very beginning of just the idea and the follow through to the end. And that is, number one, our fear of failure, and two, a lack of innovation. Let's tackle this subject of um, fear of failure first, and this really is applied to our entire life, Um, just that fear of failure in everything that we do. I mean, it starts from a young age, even in in feeling like we're not doing good enough, um, we're failing in our grades at school, we're failing in our sports, um, you know, we try to get better and we struggle and we don't understand that there will be challenges throughout these moments where we're learning new things, but yet there's this pressure that is put on us at such a young age that failure is not a good thing. If you fail, then you have failed everybody around you, um, not only yourself, but you failed everyone around you, and now you're left to pick up the pieces, which takes up so much time in your life, and it feels like you can't get any further ahead. And this is just the absolute wrong way to look at this word failure. So we're going to break it down, um, as well as the word fear, so that we can have a better understanding of um, what this truly means. Let's look at the word failure first. Failure is uh, the omission of occurrence or performance. Um, It is a state of inability to perform a normal function. That's pretty harsh, right? Normal function. So anything that is abnormal is immediately seen as failure. Um, It's an abrupt cessation of normal functioning. There's that word normal again. Um, A fracturing or giving way under stress. Um, So we're made to think that stress is a horrible thing. Stress can affect your life. It can affect your health. But there are ways that we manage that stress. I mean, we, we go through... Normal, normal is the word again. Everyday things that may weigh a little heavier on us, but it doesn't have to be something that affects us in such a negative way. And so looking at that word normal, we have learned to normalize things or we've learned to uh, identify the normal so that anything that seems out of the ordinary of what we think Um, immediately becomes abnormal. And so anything that is not according to the way that we would expect it to happen now becomes a failure. And um, that is not a good place to be because we are in a way judging the the position or the actions of something and not understanding what position or situation that person may be in. Failure immediately tells us in our mind that uh, there's no use in trying again. Um, if I failed once, I'll probably fail all over again. Um, a lot of times we're not even given the opportunity to grow or to learn or push harder. Um, in sports, we learn to keep going, get back up, um, don't stay down too long. And yet they, there are athletes that still feel like failures. No matter how many times they fall, no matter how many times they're told to get back up, They still feel like a failure if they can't live up to the expectations of somebody else. 
But the greatest thing here is that we can learn from our failures. We can learn from our mistakes. And that's what we really need to focus on today, um, especially when we're talking about business. But let's go to this word fear real quick. Fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation. Now that word is very important. It's caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. We are already anticipating for this thing to happen. Where do we get a mindset of already looking forward to or having an awareness or an anticipation that something bad is going to happen, that there's some type of danger or some type of uh, negative thing that is resting on this goal or this um, project or this business that we are trying to build and establish. You can go as far as to say at, in, in our family, in our marriage, you know, we immediately have this fear that something bad is going to happen. An instant of this emotion, a state marked by this emotion, uh, it's an anxious concern, um, a reason for alarm. So this word fear has a very heavy weight to it. And when we allow that fear to rest on our shoulders, we allow this heaviness of always thinking that something bad is going to happen to just surround us and take over our thoughts, take over our our heart, um, our visions, our dreams, the plans that we have, the plans that we know God has for us in our businesses in our families, and so immediately we walk, we, we wake up. Let me let me say it that way. We wake up with this fear and this feeling of what can go wrong today and how do I correct it now? It's that anticipation that does not need to take place. Now, yes, there are some moments where we may try to problem solve and think in, in the case that, um, you know, this particular project or um sales, you know, um, format or just different things that we have planned for our day. If something doesn't go as planned, do I have a plan B or do I have another step? But a lot of times we don't even go as far as to having these additional plans or steps. We just immediately panic because there is nothing set in stone. There's nothing there for us to uh, grab hold of. And so now we are experiencing a fear of failure before we have even begun. Now, to go a little deeper, where does this fear of failure come from? Does it just show up one day? Do we just automatically, you know, in our human flesh, just set into panic mode? Um, we just already have these thoughts and these visions of something just completely exploding and and just going absolutely wrong in our day. The fear of failure a lot of times comes from um, other people's situations, other people's experiences. And I want you to think about that right now. Think about the people in your life, the people that you have been connected to, the people that maybe um, you are aware of that know, I mean, that own their own businesses, that have gone through struggles, that have gone through these moments of um, trying to fix something or trying to uh, problem solve um, maybe a time of lack in their business. Um, sales were down. They didn't have enough 
employees. They didn't have the help that they needed. They were stressed. Maybe they got ill. Um, the struggles were definitely there. And so we look at other people's experiences and we base what it is that we are focused on and working on off of their experience. Well, they went through this, so I have to anticipate that happening for me. And that is not the case. Now, we learn from other people's experiences. If we do encounter something that they have gone through, it's able to help us get through it, knowing that someone has made it through. But the way that they handle it, the way that they've been able to process that thing will be completely different from the way that you do because we think differently. And so you may have another idea or you may have another plan, but because someone else went through it and maybe it didn't work out for them, immediately we fear and think that it doesn't matter how prepared I am. I'm, I just need to live with the fact that I'm going to go through whatever they went through. And so we live with this unnecessary stress of feeling like, um, I'm just doomed. My business is doomed. My family is doomed. My marriage is doomed. And these are things that, that just add that extra stress, um, that extra bit of, of sickness. Um, our health diminishes. We are stressed to the core and it is so unnecessary. Now I want to shift just a little bit here because I want to give you an example of a mindset and the way that we, the way that we carry unnecessary stress sometimes and how we can, how we can, um, move in a different direction. Um, I remember sharing, I believe I've shared a couple of times that we used to do, uh, workshops for educators and, and help in that field, um, in different areas, different states. You know, we, we did some, some stuff in Texas, um, here in Florida with different teachers and classes. And um, I encountered three different types of teachers usually, but I mean, there's, there's several different, you know, characters and, and, um, but there were three that really stood out. There was always the teacher that had the mindset of, and, and we're talking in terms of, um, curriculum being on task, um, knowing that that administration is watching, knowing that the district uh, expects you to be at a certain place. There were oftentimes teachers that were would say, um, if I'm too far ahead, I'm too far ahead. My kids are just, you know, smart and they pick up quickly. So we're going to move along as, as needed. I'm not going to hold them back. Then there was the teacher that was the complete opposite. If I'm behind, I'm behind. But I'm not leaving my kids behind. If they need extra time, they need for me to go over a lesson, you know, a couple of times more so that they can retain it and they can get it, then that's fine. That Then administration is just going to have to be upset with me. They're going to have to just, you know, get over it because I'm here for my kids and I need to make sure that my kids are, are learning what they're supposed to be learning. So if I get behind, I get behind. Oh, well. But then there was that teacher in the middle. And that was the one that would panic and would freak out if... Anybody came to their door and rattled that door handle because there was a fear of always being too far ahead or not far enough. That fear of what if they come in to evaluate me? What if they, you know, um, they look at my curriculum and they see where I'm at and they see that I'm two lessons uh, ahead or I'm two lessons behind and I have to be right on task and it has to be perfect. And they had this fear of not being able to do their job according to the administration when their job and their position 
was to teach the children. And so we forget that we can't all be on the same page at the same line at, at every single moment. We have to understand that there are times where we have to adjust and we may have to modify and we may get further ahead on some things one week, but on another week we might be stand, standing just a little bit behind having to go over a couple of different things, but because we want to make sure that it's done right. But because we are not on task with what we see everybody else doing, we panic and we freak out and we think, well, I must not know how to do this. I must not know what I'm doing. Um, I can't handle this anymore. And then we walk away from it. A lot of businesses don't make it to their full potential because of this fear. A lot of businesses don't make it to this, this place of their full potential because they feel like they've already failed and they haven't. There will be moments of frustration. There will be challenges. But if there weren't challenges, then we wouldn't be able to operate in the innovative mindset, which is what we're going to talk about in just a moment. That innovation, that ability to shift and to change and to think of new ideas. We wouldn't be able to do that if we think we have to stay in the same pattern, the same mold as every other business that's out there. You were not created to be just like everybody else. We were created to stand out. That's one of our favorite mottos um, here in our in our home. We were created to stand out. So you need to be different. And you need to be willing to take the pace that is set for you, not for everybody else. And the people who walk in and try to tell you that you need to do it a certain way or you're not doing it right, you have to be able to shut that off and say, I'm doing it the way that I feel my business needs for it to be done. Now, this is not to say that you can't learn from other people, but there has to be a boundary that is set where if you know your business and you know what it is that you are trying to accomplish, then you cannot allow allow the outside noise to detour you or distract you or frustrate you to the point of feeling like you have already failed when you have not. Now, moving into the subject of innovation, this is one of the biggest killers of a business is the lack of innovation. And being innovative is just really f just finding a way to add more value than what everybody else is that is doing the same thing that you're doing, that is offering the same product that you are, that is uh, running the same type of business that you are. Now, it's not a rat race. It's not trying to be better than the other guy. Because what you are offering should be unique in itself to begin with. But it's knowing how to offer that value to your customers. Those that are coming to you. Those that are looking to you to help them solve a problem. Or those that you are providing a product that they need. Now, I want to, I want to touch on a uh, particular example. One that we talk about in our home a lot. Um, my husband and my daughters and I, we like to really look at the way that things are shifting, um, you know, in the different years that have passed um, in comparison to uh, mostly theme parks, movies, entertainment. And we we specifically like to look at movies. The girls have recently been watching a lot of the old classic movies, you know, the old um, 
just the movies that we watched, our parents watched, their parents watched, really giving them a history of, um, you know, how things have progressed over time. And so when we look at these movies, uh, we also love theme parks and specifically we've, you know, always had this, um, love of going to Disney and to SeaWorld and Universal, but we're going to talk about Disney right here for a moment. So we look at the different movies that have been coming out over the past decade and you have, um, we'll use Toy Story, for instance, you have Toy Story, Toy Story 2, 3, 4, and now you have, um, Lightyear. And so you look at it and you think, how many stories and movies can you create out of one subject and one group of characters? Now, luckily, the majority of those movies have been hits. Um, they all had their own specific, you know, differences um, that, w- that were able to capture you. The storyline changed. But then when you enter into other series of movies and you think, did they really have to make a Lion King one and a half? <laughs> and did they have to make a part two? Then as the years have gone by, we start to see all of these live action um movies of the old classics. You not only have Cinderella, the classic, but now you have the live action. You have um, Lion King, and now you have the live action. Um, I can go on and on. Aladdin, Dumbo, they are creating a live action to every single movie. And it's for the purpose, as they say, of reaching a different audience. But in our home, the classics are the classics. There was really no need for that live action version of that particular movie. And honestly, some of them have done really well, but the majority of them really don't have that same appeal. And so it almost feels like it's lost a little bit of that magic. So as we're watching these movies, some, you know, we sit there and we go, oh, I, mm, I really don't like that. I'm not too sure about that. Um, and we give our reviews, you know, to each other when we're done watching the movie. I don't think I'd want to watch that one again. Or, um, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And it's really sad because you feel like the creativity is being lost in this day and age. Nobody has new ideas. Nobody has exciting, um, you know, projects coming out. It's a lot of the repeat. It's a lot of remakes of everything. And so you wonder what has happened to the innovation that people don't try to think of a new thing. They don't try to create something new, but they fall back in wanting to take an old project and try to make it better when maybe it didn't even need that to begin with. There have been a lot of box office um, flops lately. And you wonder why. And then you watch the movie and you see that that one movie has five different similarities to five other movies. And you're wondering what is going on here that it's like they took a story from over here and they took a story from over here and they took one from over here and they put it all, mashed it all together in one movie. But I feel like I just watched the same three movies all over again in this one movie. There was no innovation there. And so it gets disappointing. Um, another example is if you go to, we'll use Disney again, or you go to, um, you know, a shopping area and you walk in and you're in the stores 
it's all the same merchandise. It's all the same things. You can go to Orlando and go into every single gift shop within that city and see all of the same merchandise. It is all Disney theme, theme park, um, tra- uh, travel stuff. It is um, souvenirs. And so you're seeing the same thing over and over and over. And they're all priced the same. You know, so there's no competition. It's just there. And it's not exciting anymore. We don't even want to go shopping anymore because it's the same stuff over and over no matter where you go. And that could that could be in um, malls, different shopping centers. It's the same thing. You're seeing the same thing over and over. So as you're sitting there listening to this, think about some of the things that you've noticed are, you know, just every day, same stuff. There's no creativity. There's nothing different about it. Um, and think about your own business or think about the idea of the business that you have. What can you do to add so much more value, so much more creativity that someone else is not doing to make the experience amazing that they want to come to you instead of going across the street or to the store, you know, across town, they want to come to you. And it's not just about the creativity within your product or the way that your store is set up, but it's the creativity in your customer service, in um, your sales formats, in your pricing. It might be the creativity in your ordering system, your website, but it's just being creative, being different and innovative in everything that you do and understanding that these changes These creative moments, they take time. So as you're thinking of these ideas and as you're implementing them, don't throw them all in at one time. Don't expect it all to get done at the same time because then you're losing the the quality of that product. You're losing the quality of your business. But do them in the time frame that you need and you know you can get them done so that they are uh, more effective and they're more excellent. So today I just really wanted to bring those two major points to you because there are so many people out there that I may be talking to you right now that you have a dream and you have a vision and you have such an amazing idea, but you need to be innovative with it. You need to think differently. Allow your creativity to flow. What can you do to make your service and your business so much greater? What kind of experience would you want that you don't experience somewhere else? And then get rid of that fear of failure before you even begin. Because you cannot walk in already expecting to fail. You can walk in expecting the challenges. And you can walk in expecting to have to tweak and and move and shift different things. But don't walk in with the fear of failure. You need to walk in with that confidence in knowing that you know your vision You know that thing that is burning inside of you and you know that it is a great thing that is going to benefit so many people. And if you have to encounter challenges, you will make it through. You can press through. Why? Because you are innovative. You have that creative touch to work through it, to shift it and to make it something great. And so I hope that I have encouraged you today. Be innovative and do not fear. Have faith in yourself and in your business, and I will talk to you next week. God bless.